Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 118 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Heather Dominic about how highly sensitive entrepreneurs can sell without compromising empathy or integrity. We start our conversation by talking about what it means to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur and how Heather found out that she was one. We also talk about the challenges that face HSEs when it comes to selling and ways that you can look at selling differently and make it all about serving your potential clients. We also talk about common coping mechanisms and the coping cycle so that you can understand how this part of who you are can be a benefit to you and your business. Heather Dominic is a woman who is impressively successful and highly spiritual. A former high school drama teacher who collaborated with none other than Bette Midler, a graduate of NYU where she received her first coach training. Heather is the winner of the 2015 Best Manhattan Coaching Award and the creator of the 2014 Stevie Award-winning virtual event, A Course in Business Miracles, 21-Day Discovery Series that attracted close to 6,000 official registrants from all around the world. She has appeared on Lifetime Television and has been published in numerous books, including Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra. An exceptional facilitator and teacher, Heather is known for creating a safe, sacred community for true transformation, whether she is teaching a business miracles class, delivering training online, or in-person mentoring her members of her business miracles community in her various mentoring programs. She has helped thousands of HSEs release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and learn how to build their business in a way that it actually feels so good that they can't help but create solid, sustainable, high-level financial success. Heather is also the founder and leader of the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur Movement. As you listen to today's episode, if what Heather is saying resonates with you, make sure you go and check out her quiz and the resources on her website. And if you hear Daniel in the background, he joined us partway through the interview, so make sure that you listen out for him. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps me to bring more guests on the show and bring content to you that will help you grow your business and serve your clients well. Hi, Heather. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Samantha. I am so happy to be here and really looking forward to our conversation. Me too. And I read your bio at the beginning of the show, but I'd love if you could tell us just a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I am Heather Dominic, founder and leader of the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur Movement since 2010. I live in New York City in Manhattan, where I have for the last 25 years, which always surprises people when they find out that I'm highly sensitive. And I am really just, you know, on this self-employed journey. I have been for the last 16 years and always just, you know, excited and thrilled by every opportunity to continue to evolve, which definitely is part of the self-employment journey for sure. Yeah. So how did you get started running your own business? 
Yeah, what a question. So, you know, again, 16 years ago, and before I became self-employed, I was actually a high school drama teacher. And so the shift into self-employment was, you know, pretty significant. Yeah. Um, and my first business was as a, as a nutrition and wellness coach. And that really came from, you know, my own passion for healthy eating, healthy living. And in all honesty, I have to say, I think, you know, part of what motivated me to start my business at the time that I did was this combination of, you know, really loving the work that I did as a high school teacher, but feeling very frustrated with the system. And always just feeling like, you know, what I wanted to be able to create was suffocated, you know, within that, that particular structure, as well as, you know, I started my business just a few years after 9-11. And, you know, for, for many of us, um, you know, across the country, around the world, that was a significant date and happening, understandably, definitely for those of us living in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a real impact uh, in just the entire energy of the city. And I really think there was this, you know, this collective sense of don't wait. And I would say probably the combination of those two together really gave me the oomph, if you will, uh, to, you know, step into being self-employed. I would also probably toss in there just a nice dose of ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just been a continued growth journey since. Awesome. So today we're talking about highly sensitive entrepreneurs and selling. So I would love to start out with you explaining what it means to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Absolutely, for sure. So first and foremost, the term highly sensitive is not something created or coined by me. It comes from Dr. Elaine Aaron and her founding research and work from the early 1990s. And through her work, she really discovered that there's 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. And what that basically means is that if you are highly sensitive, your nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. And that stimulation is, you know, across the senses, sight, sound, smell, touch, just overall energy information. And that I'm imagining as, as you're listening, if that is you, that impacts how it is that you relate with the world and it impacts how you process. So where my work comes in is for those of us who are highly sensitive and have chosen to be self-employed, what needs to happen differently so that we can take on the extremely stimulating uh, process of being self-employed and and do it very successfully in a way that's really designed for, again, the way that our nervous system is wired differently. All right. So this is not something I have heard of before. And I'd love to know how you discovered that you fell into this category. Was it something that you had been researching that you had known for a long time? How did that come about? Great question. 
it came about from a very dark night of the soul. <laughs> so I had been self-employed for about five, six years at the time. And my business had transitioned from that first business of nutrition and wellness um, into you know, supporting other women entrepreneurs, primarily with like a spiritual approach to business, because that was what had really supported me in really being able to create success out of that first business um, within the wellness industry. And I was just cooking along and somewhere I had really lost myself. I had really gotten caught up in, uh, you know, a lot of mismatched uh, coaching and support. And I really found myself triggered into what I now refer to as, you know, my HSE coping mechanism. I didn't really know that's what it was at the time. And I had created this external success where I had brought my business across the million dollar mark for the first time. And it was a really awful experience. Um, and, you know, I hate to say that, and I always like to emphasize when I do say it, that it, it really didn't have anything to do with the amount of income that I had generated, but it had everything to do with the way that I had gone about generating that income. And again, I had, in hindsight, really lost myself in the process. So I really went into this dark place of questioning everything and really wondering if being self-employed was for me. And if I was going to be if I wasn't just going to be self-employed, then what was I going to do? Uh, and really, yeah, really struggling and, and needing to go into some deep inquiry. And from that time, though I continue to absolutely pour my love and service into the clients that I was supporting at the time, I really went otherwise very inward. And through that time, I was connected with Dr. Aaron. And when I discovered what it meant to be highly sensitive, because I had never heard that term at that time, it didn't surprise me so much that I was highly sensitive. But what did surprise me was how highly sensitive I was. I was like off the charts, highly sensitive. And I thought, okay, well, this really makes a difference. And this is something that I'm going to have to really learn to work with because this is totally opposite from all of the, you know, coaching and training that I've been receiving about what you need to do in order to be successfully self-employed. And then because I've always been a true believer that your ideal client is a version of you, and that's, you know, one of the foundational principles that I teach in my mentoring programs, did, still do, I took one of Dr. Aaron's assessments into a group of 25 women entrepreneurs that I was coaching at the time, had them all take the assessment and they were all highly sensitive. And again, because I'm a, a true believer that your ideal client is a version of you, that didn't surprise me so much. But what surprised me there was that not one of those women wanted to be highly sensitive. They really saw it as a detriment as a weakness, as a negative label. And that was really the start of the HSE movement because I really 
really had a moment of, of strong clarity, like one of those light bulb moments. And I thought something really important is happening here. Every single one of these women is extremely talented. They're extremely gifted in a very unique way, which since I have really come through my own research to understand it is because they are highly sensitive. And we need to learn to be able to work with this aspect of ourselves so that we can continue to offer these incredible gifts to the world rather than have it work against us. So again, that's really where it began. Yeah. So if somebody is wondering if they're highly sensitive, can you just give like a couple of signs that maybe they would recognize? I know, you know, you're not the one who's done this particular research, but some things that you might have noticed or that you've seen other entrepreneurs notice in themselves. For sure. Absolutely. So again, where my research has expanded upon Dr. Aaron's research, I've identified what I refer to as 12 top HSE shadows and 12 top HSE strengths. So let me just speak to a few uh, of those from both the shadow and the strength categories. So first of all, uh, a top HSE shadow is absolutely overwhelmed. And I understand the entire world is overwhelmed right now (laughs) as we're living in the information age. However, as a highly sensitive, you tend to experience overwhelm at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. And it most likely takes less to overwhelm you than, again, someone who's not highly sensitive. And what I mean by that is, you know, for you, when you become overwhelmed as as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, you can literally feel yourself start to shut down. It's not just, oh, I feel stressed or, oh, I have a lot to do on my plate. It's literally like the system starts to shut down. You start to disconnect, possibly disassociate. Uh, You find yourself distracted or specifically purposefully um, finding ways to avoid and distract. So that's absolutely a primary HSE shadow. Two other HSE shadows I'll speak to are what I refer to as over-responsibility and over-protection. So the HSE shadow of over-responsibility, this tends to come from when uh, a highly sensitive because we can really uh, take in you know stimulation at a much higher degree that often really includes other people's emotions and other people's energy we can really sense what's going on for someone you know we're really picking up on it and we tend to feel it ourselves when we are in a shadow space with that process we take it one step further and believe that because we can sense what someone else is feeling, that we're responsible for that. And what that tends to look like in outer behavior is we go into overcompensating um, for taking care of the other person, for going like our our own needs uh, in order to be able to make sure that someone else has what they need, etc. And then overprotection is just that act of being concerned about the possibility of overwhelm. And as Dr. Aaron says, that most highly sensitives don't necessarily have just a fear of overwhelm. They have a fear of even the possibility of being overwhelmed. And that can really show up in that HSE shadow of overprotection, where you are taking extreme measures to attempt to ensure that you won't be overwhelmed, you won't be caught off guard. 
that can look, again, in all kinds of ways, tends to look in the forms of procrastination, paralysis, analysis, um, a lot of giving attention and energy to details that don't really have anything to do with the task at hand or what's needed to move the business forward. So hopefully, you know, as you're listening, you can imagine that if you're caught in any of those shadow behaviors, that's a really, really difficult place to try to build, run, grow a business from. Uh, from there, I'll just briefly speak to some of the strengths. And again, you know, shadows and strengths are all living within us. It becomes about learning how to manage your highly sensitive nature so that you have conscious participation and whether you're operating from your shadows or your strengths. But most HSEs, when they come to me, they haven't gone through any kind of training process because uh, this isn't being taught in school, not anywhere that I know of <laughs> um, around the world. Uh, so most of us have defaulted to shadow behavior because just, you know, nobody knew differently. And then therefore, again, didn't have the opportunity for teaching. However, when you learn to access your strengths, then you have access to strengths such as the HSE strength of intuition so highly sensitives tend to be very intuitive by nature and uh, really being able to take that ability to uh, pick up, feel, intuit uh, what someone else is experiencing when used in a strength aspect. Again, absolutely very keen intuition. We are also extremely empathic. And so we have an ability to really put ourselves in someone else's shoes. And we also have the strengths of deep listening, deep thinking, deep feeling. So again, if you're listening and you can start to make some dot connections, those are really fantastic skills, talents, strengths to be able to utilize as a service-based entrepreneur, which most HSEs, that's the type of business that they're attracted to. It really supports you, those strengths, and being able to uh, create acceleration for clients uh, when you're tapped into strengths such as intuition or, again, you know, empathy. And strengths such as deep listening, deep thinking, deep feeling are super power valuable for when it comes to selling and when you're working that aspect of business from your HSE strengths. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. So... What are some of the challenges that HSEs do face when it comes to selling? Because I know a lot of people are nervous about selling, but it sounds like people who are highly sensitive might face even different challenges. 
For sure. Or I would say possibly similar challenges, but again, just at a higher degree. So, you know, first and foremost, highly sensitives, again, when working from more of that shadow perspective, tend to get very flooded with a lot of energy and a lot of feeling. So if a highly sensitive is taught to sell from a more you know, let's say a non-highly sensitive perspective, I like to say the 80 percenters, um, just going back to <laughs> that there's 20% of us that are highly sensitive. So the 80 percenter approach to selling, or again, the way that it's often taught, you know, is very much about scarcity. It's about uh, pressure. It's about make a decision now. It's about, you know, bring it to a close. Um, what do you need to do to close someone? And these are all things that I absolutely faced uh, when I was first starting off in business. So this is a nice place to emphasize that everything that I teach and mentor on absolutely comes from my own experience. So when I was really first learning how to sell for myself, you know, it was a very, very intense and, you know, very high pressure experience for me, which again, I know that it is for a lot of people. I'm not sure everyone like completely sweats through their clothes, like in the way that I did <laughs> back in the early days, um, you know, or just really felt like you were on the verge of a panic attack, you know, um, things to that degree. And what I came to understand was, okay, wait a minute. I, I was very clear that people really appreciated connecting with me. And that is, again, because that really has so much to do with my HSE strengths. Again, didn't know that's what it was at the time. So I started to kind of dissect, dissect and dismantle like what was happening on the selling conversations when people were not enrolling. And really took it all apart. And from there, basically redesigned everything that I had learned about selling from the 80 percenters and looked to recraft it so that the process really served and supported what were my HSE strengths. Again, though that's not what I could name it at the time. And so I've designed the process to really call upon those strengths of, say again, deep listening, deep thinking, deep feeling, our aspect to be very Deeply spiritual by nature is another strength for us HSEs, intuition, empathy, and, and designed the process to call on those strengths. So a reconfiguration, again, of how training, uh, excuse me, how selling is typically taught in most trainings, including that really emphasizing the value of turning a selling conversation into a two-part process rather than that that drive to you know get a sale closed as soon as possible which is again what most trainings teach so that's just one example and um yeah it makes all the difference you know there's just you know story beyond beyond story just way too many to count or share at this point in my career of highly sensitives who couldn't have a successful selling conversation before, you know, receiving mentoring through, through the Business Miracles mentoring programs for HSEs and now do um, and are enrolling clients and have full practices. And for some, they feel called to even expand that into selling one to many and, you know, yay, beautiful, because then we have HSEs who are able to be equipped to bring the gifts that they have, you know, to the world, to their clients. That's awesome. And I think that 
what a lot of us have heard is what you had heard that we have to get on these calls and we have to sell and close the deal. And that's kind of what is taught. And so are there other ways that selling looks different when you're in HSE for, especially for people who look at that and think that's just really uncomfortable. That's not where I feel like I would do my best work trying to bring in clients. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I guess what I'll share is in addition to, you know, shifting from like a one call close to a two part process is that, you know, the way that I've designed uh, HSE selling is again, to really call on those strengths such as deep listening intuition, et cetera, but really also to serve just the elements of the process that a person is meant to go through when making a decision. So because that's really what selling is about, right? Um, Is it's a decision-making process. And again, rather than the pressure and fear tactic, the way that I frame an HSE selling conversation, first and let me also say that like one of my foundational principle teachings is about shifting from selling to serving. So as part of that in the process is really about asking questions and uh, again, questions that are designed to support someone in making a decision process and that decision process being made not just by the prospect, but also by you as the practitioner, as the business owner, as the entrepreneur. Because if you're a service-based business, then you really want to, first and foremost, really be clear that the work that you do absolutely will be of service to the prospects that you're connecting with who are looking to become clients. So you have to find out some really important information to help you discern if what you have to offer will really make a difference, as well as to help them know more about you and the way that you work so that they can make a decision and make a difference. So that's really where that deep thinking and that deep listening really beautifully and powerfully comes into play. And then again, as you guide a prospect through this process, It's also designed to support the HSE and being able to then guide an ideal client through resistance. So the key phrases in what I just said is ideal client and then through resistance. So guiding an ideal client through resistance is very different than trying to convince someone who's not an ideal client um, to work with you. That's just really hard and uncomfortable and annoying for everyone. So you have to first get clear, is this person an ideal client? Again, that goes back to you making a decision just as much as the other person. Once it is determined that this person is an ideal client and that the work that you do will really make a difference for them, then it's very natural and human that a person, whether they're an ideal client or not, is going to face some resistance. So a lot of the work and the training that I do and the mentoring programs that I lead is 
to come to terms with that, that resistance is natural and it's normal and it's nothing to be afraid of and it's nothing personal. And once you do the work where you can really come to a, a really deep knowing about that, then you're very equipped to support someone in, in going through that resistance. And that's a part of the process that also calls on those strengths, again, such as deep thinking, deep listening, deep feeling, and just recognizing that uh, one of the things that I say in my training all the time um, is that everyone wants transformation, but no one wants to change. So um, that's why we resist as just people. Um, we really want the end result without having to do the work, but it's the work that really creates the end result, of course. So to be able to support another person through that part of the process. And when it is done from those HSE strings. It's such a beautiful experience. And that's the feedback that I get from HSEs all the time. The feedback that I get is, is really about the feedback that they get. So their prospects are, t are telling them, and I've heard this more than once, is, oh my gosh, like I so appreciated this process. Oh my gosh, this was actually really so supportive. Oh my gosh, this was actually like a spiritual experience. These are things that I've heard like, again, more times than I can count. And great, because isn't that the kind of work that we all want to be doing? Or at least those of us who are highly sensitive. <laughs> Yeah. And I love that you mentioned in there that, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody, you're both having to make the decision about what, whether you want to work with the other person. And that's true for HSEs and for those who are not highly sensitive is that conversation gives you the opportunity to say, you are my ideal client or you're not, and then make the decision as the service provider if you want to move forward instead of feeling like you're trapped into it because you did get on a call with somebody. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I would agree with you for all of us. However, unfortunately, there is you know teachings and trainings that are out there where selling loses track of the human beings involved, right? Um, I think we can probably both agree, you know, as women in business, that again, there's a lot of training out there where selling becomes about the numbers, it becomes about commodity, it becomes about, you know, just the result of did you or did you not get the sale? And not that those aspects aren't important to be able to, you know, consider business growth from an operational standpoint. But at the end of the day, if you're in a service-based business, you're never dealing with numbers, you're dealing with people. And it's really important for that to be remembered. And especially for those of us who are highly sensitive, because that's where we thrive. All right. So do you have any sales conversation tips for somebody who is an HSE and does have to get on these types of calls in order to find out if somebody is an ideal client for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first and foremost, I would say like phase one <laughs> of, you know, going through the process to quote unquote, like get on those calls, um, you know, really has to do with management of your yourself and your own nervous system. And that's what I refer to and teach as energy management that, as I had mentioned earlier, most of us who are highly sensitive, we're not trained how to work with our highly sensitive 
nature. So we've learned to just cope with it. And coping with it, uh, you know, there's three coping mechanisms that I've identified and also what I teach is the HSE coping cycle. It gets you just that. It basically gets you uh, the ability to just get by in a world that doesn't really feel like it's designed for you. So if you're operating from coping, then you're going to bring a lot of that fear and that anxiety and that sense of feeling not enough and like you don't measure up. Because again, that's just what comes from, you know, living most of a lifetime, you know, looking out through your eyes and being like, whoa, like, I really do things differently, or I think about things differently. And what that has equated to for most highly sensitives is that's, there's something wrong with me. And so all of that really needs to, you know, be dismantled, but again, really managed so that you can come to a selling conversation from that space of strength that I've been speaking about, where you are really owning and claiming your incredible abilities, uh, such as, again, you know, intuition, such as, again, your deep connection to, you know, a spiritual sense um, and the deep thinking, feeling, empathy, etc. And you know, feeling like that is a real value. And from that space, then it isn't so much of like, oh, I've got to get on the phone, right? I was actually just speaking to one of the members of my coach team on one of the training calls um, that I do with my coach team. And we were talking about how over the years she's really shifted from that sense of like, oh, okay, I've got to like, what's the phrase? Like gird my loins, right? Like I've got to gird my loins to be able to do this. And so we, we were laughing because we were coming up with the phrase of shifting from loins to lightness. Um, and, and that's really it. So you don't have to get on the phone. You have the beautiful privileged opportunity to make a deep connection with another person. And if you can really start to come from that space with your selling conversations, then everything changes. Of course, again, that's like phase one, right? And phase two is to be able to really master the process of that psychological process of decision-making phase three, really being able to guide someone through resistance, but you can't really go into phase two or three without, without that phase one. So that's what I would really emphasize first and foremost. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And when you realize, at least for me, when I realize that what I'm doing brings value to these people, it's easier to get on a call and then walk them through what we do together and see if I'm going to be a good fit because I know that I can do something for their business. And generally they're looking for someone who can do what it is that I offer. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And that is one of the, the key pieces that I always emphasize. Again, going back to when someone is an ideal client, right? But they're, they're looking for something to change for themselves. And it's really important to remember that. And then to remember that what you have is going to help and support them. Now, again, that doesn't mean that they're going to resist it because again, just human nature, right? We want the transformation, but we resist the change. So show up in your strengths, show up in the skills and talents you have, be willing to be of service, It's not personal. Uh, It's just an opportunity. 
So you mentioned some coping mechanisms and the coping cycle. So I'd love if you could give us just an overview of what those are and why it's important for us to understand it. Yeah, for sure. So again, through you know my research and work, I've identified what I refer to as three HSE coping mechanisms, and then you know what happens when we're caught in the coping cycle as an HSE. So first of all, the coping mechanisms come from again how most of us as highly sensitives have unconsciously learned how to cope with living in a world that typically is not designed for us. Like, how do we get by, right? Again, you know, think back to elementary school, think back to high school, um, those early years, and somewhere along the line having an experience where you realized, oh, wow, I think about things differently than most of my friends, most of my peers. And most of us, again, you know, were raised in some kind of system, school systems included, where being different was not really celebrated. <laughs> it, was like, it was really about like, you know, everyone being the same. Um, so somewhere along the line, we picked up on that and we thought, oh, okay, that's, that's not going to work. So I got to find a way to fit in. And that moment of finding a way to fit in, and then you started denying who you are, and again, how your nervous system is wired. And so learning how to cope or get by the three that I see happen for highly sensitives when they enter into being in business for themselves is either the coping mechanism of pushing or the coping mechanism of hiding or what I call the coping mechanism of combo Flattering, which is when you go back and forth between pushing and hiding. So I'll speak just briefly to the three. So pushing is basically if you default to the coping mechanism of pushing, you are a highly sensitive who will get done what the other 80% gets done, but it will come at a high cost for you, typically in the arenas of health and relationships. So I am definitely a recovering pusher. And so what I spoke to earlier about my dark night of the soul is an example. And I have also faced some incredible health challenges throughout my self-employment career as a ripple effect, you know, after impact of pushing to get done what the other 80% can get done. Not that an 80%er doesn't have to work hard or that as HSEs, we're not meant to work hard, but it's that tipping point of when it is detrimental to your well-being. Uh, Someone who tends towards, an HSE who tends towards a coping mechanism of hiding, they really are in play with that HSE shadow of overprotection that I spoke about earlier. So that is the HSE who they most likely have um, probably like the most gorgeous website. They have like super sparkly materials, you know, super snazzy one sheets and business cards, and they've created incredible programs and tools. And at the end of the day, no one is in any of those programs or using any of those tools. So they're finding ways to be very busy without actually being in business. They can also be the HSE who will 
go into hiding under kind of more of like a martyr umbrella. Like they're the person who will take care of everyone and everything else in their life. Children, spouse, uh, aging parents, neighbors, neighbors, dogs, neighbors, hamsters, um, you know, you name it. And then at the end of the day, they're like, wow, I just did so much, but why, why don't I have any clients? So it can be very elusive and insidious in terms of hiding because you feel very busy, but it's, it's again, focusing on tasks that aren't what's needed to move the business forward. And then, as I said, coping, uh, the coping mechanism of combo plattering is you go back and forth between pushing and hiding and pushing and hiding. And the cycle is when is really the, the system that I've developed to be able to identify when a highly sensitive gets triggered into the coping mechanism, what happens, and then how to be able to start to dismantle that so that you can begin to choose otherwise. Awesome. Thanks for going over all of that. I think going through those and hearing them, a lot of people will recognize what it is that they're doing that they might not have recognized otherwise. You know, we tend to see things in ourselves when other people point them out. For sure. For sure. And that's so much of absolutely, you know, about the research that I've done and the work that I do, uh, because the more that we have an understanding of what's happening with our behavior, then we have the opportunity to begin to take different actions and make different choices repeatedly until suddenly we're living a new normal. All right. So as we wrap up this part of the conversation, can you give three action steps that listeners who are highly sensitive can take today, uh, just based on what we've talked about? Yeah, happily. So, you know, first and foremost, I would say if you've been listening and you kind of are like, wow, you know what, that might be me, um, or even that might be someone that I know, um, you know, I would really recommend taking a quiz that I've developed for highly sensitive entrepreneurs. That is an expansion off of Dr. Aaron's work. And that will really help you to know when you take that quiz, if you are either uh, what I refer to as either somewhat of an HSE, or if you're a super HSE, um, or if you're like me and you are a super uber HSE. <laughs> and then once you're clear, um, I also, based on where you fall um, within that HSE spectrum, uh, I provide you with an, a free success guide that will start to give you some of the steps that you can take that will support you with learning how to be to work with this aspect of yourself. And then, you know, what I would say is even before that is if, again, as you've been listening and you have an inkling, you know, that, wow, this just might be me, is to begin the process of seeing this part of yourself and who you are truly as an asset and as a gift and not something that you have to cope with, uh, try to keep hidden or, um, you know, as like this kind of secret from, you know, the world, but definitely uh, from your business because compartmentalizing, uh, it just does not work. And we really, truly, as, as HSEs, tend then to burn out. And what's so unfortunate about that is not only do you not receive, you know, the experience and the reward of, 
you know, being able to create financial success, but really truly like the gifts that you have then go unused or at least unused in, in this way uh, to service, you know, those sacred contracts that you're meant to connect with through your business. So I would really recommend that's, that's the way to get started. Perfect. So we always wrap up with the same questions. And the first one that I love to ask is, can you give an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Oh my gosh, it's everything. (laughs) Um, It is absolutely the reason to be in business or the reason I am in business. So how has serving my clients well supported my business? Well, I would say probably first and foremost is a selfish answer, which is, you know, the genuine sense of satisfaction or fulfillment is probably a better word. Um, When I see a highly sensitive who has you know, had such an experience of, you know, self-doubt and self-worry and, you know, despair and frustration. And they begin to enroll clients, take the business to the next level, really, um, you know, be able to generate higher levels of income, but in a way that has them just feeling very, you know, peaceful and grounded rather than, you know, anxiety ridden. It's just so personally fulfilling because I really have that sense of, wow, like I am so, so privileged to live my purpose every single day. So that's, you know, first and foremost. And then, you know, from there, I guess it's really just all the change that gets to be created and the ripple effect is, is far beyond what I can even see. All right. So can you tell me two things that you're loving right now that can be business or life? Mm-hmm. I, I lead two in-person business miracles training retreats a year, spring and fall. And so to have the opportunity to be together in person with HSEs from literally around the globe, um, our, our fall retreat this year, our attendees, you know, traveled from Ireland, the Middle East, Iceland, Africa, Hawaii, Missouri, Brooklyn, (laughs) everywhere in between. Um, And that is absolutely a deep love and appreciation for myself. Um, And personally, I am uh, loving this book that I've been sharing with uh, also with some of the higher levels, uh, higher level members of the Business Miracles community that is all about ancestral work. Um, and so I've just personally really been appreciating being able to go deeper into like my own ancestry and lineage and, and things that I've been discovering for myself through that as well. All right. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? Um, well, I'm working on a book. Uh, so I think 2020 is the year for, for that to be completed and published. And I'm really excited about that. And my last question is always, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you and learn more about being a highly sensitive entrepreneur? 
For sure. Um, so I think probably again, like really best to start with that quiz that I spoke of earlier, which is really just a personal assessment. Um, just quiz makes a easier URL. Um, there's no passing or failing um, or eight pluses or, or not. Uh, and you can find that at hsequiz.com. And again, that's hsequiz.com. And that's a, a great place for us to be connected and a great place for for you to start uh, your own HSE journey. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about this. I know that there are going to be some of my listeners who really resonate with this. And so I'm excited for them to, you know, check out some of these methods and learn more about how they might structure their business to support this part of who they are. Thank you. Thank you. I've really appreciated connecting with you today too. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 